Welcome to the One Right Church podcast, where we will discuss what it's like to believe that you attend the only right church. My name is Mark Shaw, and I spent the first 45 years of my life in the Followers of Christ Church in Oregon City, believing I was in the One Right Church. Our hope is that by simply sharing our story, that we would urge people to look to the Bible for answers instead of their religious traditions. We want to encourage people to trust in Jesus for their salvation and not in attending the One Right Church. Let's get started. Well, welcome back, Scott. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah, so I won't say I'm glad to be here this time, but this is going to be a little bit of a difficult conversation, I think, for me. It's okay. been one that I've been putting off for a little bit. Uh, but um, one of the things we've talked about with followers um, and the things that they have in common with other religious groups that hold to their traditions mm-hmm. over the authority of Scripture, um, one of those things that they have in common is rejection. So, um, Meaning, why do you mean uh, rejection? They, so when you leave, or okay. if you leave, then most all of your friends, family who stay uh, won't have anything to do with you anymore. Okay. It's and and again, like everything at followers, people draw their lines in different places. There are some people who will have a little bit of communication. There's some people who will. Maybe they'll answer a text or give you a happy birthday text or something hmm. like that, which is great. Yeah. But um, it's it's just really hard when you have people that are really close friends or um, parents or children who are there who tell you that you can't be a part of their life anymore if you're not going to attend hmm. the followers' church. Right. And... I think some groups call it uh, disassociation or, okay. uh, you know, I've, I've heard it in other religious groups too and mm-hmm. done some research on it. But, um, yeah, so our our story on that, that, that did happen with us. I had right. very good friends who I believe, I believed at the time and have even texted me since that I think we agree on all of the, the important things. But I'm just on a different path, was what I was told. And okay. apparently that path can't Inter- involve me. It can't intersect. It can't run hmm. parallel. Um, it, we would be friendly with each other if we saw each other at Home Depot or something, but it would be different. It would be short. It would be... Um, and is that a requirement that... That uh, you know, if somebody leaves, that that you treat them that way, is that written, unwritten expe- expectation kind of thing? Yeah, it's it's unwritten for sure. There's nothing oh, okay. nothing uh, written like that. Um, they will, and again, it's something that has I think changed over time too. There, there mm-hmm. used to be people that, um, well, for family weddings and funerals at followers. Uh, People who didn't attend followers used to be allowed to come and attend their children's wedding or come to a funeral of a family member. But since the leadership has been gone, I think there's I think the fear 
sets in and there's no one there to tell us when it's okay and when it's not. So mm. the decision was just... No. Just, no, we just can't. Um, Which is kind of interesting because there wasn't, you know, a person. I mean, that, that person, that anointed person is pretty important. And if they're not there to, you know, guard or protect, then the walls have to go up and it has to be really clear who's in and who's out, probably. Right, exactly. Okay. And and that has that has gotten worse, I think, even as several people have left followers. You know, I've, I've mentioned before there's been a couple hundred people in the last few years that have okay. left there. And you just, you just get this sense that they've kind of circled the wagons a little bit. Okay. That's just, uh, and there, there has to be a more distinct line. So it, it seems like it's a harder line even than it used to be. But, hmm. but um, you know, this isn't, this isn't completely new because um, my wife and I did this. We were guilty of rejecting her dad when okay. he quit going to church there. Um, he stayed married to her mom, but but he just that was kind of part of the deal. I, I won't try and talk you into leaving if you don't try and talk me into coming back to church. And he just didn't want anything to do with it. And hmm. so that meant that meant we didn't do anything with him. We didn't do birthdays. We didn't do holidays. We we did nothing with him. He. So how long did this go on then? We reunited with him after 27 years. Uh, when when okay. we left followers. Okay. Um, wow. So yeah. So we. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not here to just. Um, come down on the followers for doing this. I, I understand it. I, I know um, when that happened to us with our friends, it happened with our parents, it happened with um, with our children, it happened with our daughter and mm-hmm. uh, her husband and grandchildren. And that's that's what it was. We actually hadn't even made the decision to leave yet. We just said, uh, our our son and his wife had decided that they were going to go to a different church, and they did that Sunday. And and then we made it clear that we were not going to change our relationship with them okay. just because they did that. So that was enough for our family to tell us that you, that we have made our choice. They they told us that Cindy and I had made our choice, and that we chose Andrew and Madison over our other kids. And, you know, we, we were adamant that we, we are not making a choice. That's not, that's not the choice you make. Yeah, no, that's not the choice. Um, mm. And when I said, show me in the Bible where I have to do this, nobody, nobody would, nobody could. Okay. Uh, in fact, I was told, we're not going to do that. We're, they, they did not want to get into the Bible about it. It okay. was just, this is what we've been taught. These are oh. our traditions. And um, so... Well, can I just interrupt yeah. there? Yeah. And I mean, so you've been on really every side of this. Yes. You have, you know, uh, essentially done it to Cindy's dad. You've had it done to you. You've said, okay... Enough of that. We're not going to do that, right. and only then to have it not right. work out that great either. So, 
Or yeah. at least or at least to be on the receiving end of it at yeah. that point. So yeah, that's really interesting. That's a lot of different flavors of the same experience, really. Yeah, yeah, and it it happened. I was I was guilty of doing this to people even after becoming a believer at followers. I was still a frag. I've told you on this podcast that I I couldn't go to my own brother's baptism. Oh right. I was a believer at that time, but I was too weak. I was too afraid of what it would do to to my family if we showed up to something like that, you know. Okay. Um so I I get it. I totally understand. I don't blame people for doing it. They're um mm. they're doing. In fact, they're um my daughter not having us be part of her life is exactly what I raised her and taught her to do. Oh. So it's uh, that's pretty painful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just that's that's how it strikes me is yeah. that there's just pain everywhere. I mean, yeah. it's not a, um, it it isn't a one sided pain. No. I mean, that's how, of course, it struck me because I only see people on the one side. Right. But right. It doesn't take me much imagination at all to realize what, you know, to mm-hmm. deliberately make a choice to raise kids without grandparents. Right. That's a painful decision, regardless. Yes. Uh, to say goodbye to a dad, that's painful regardless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no matter what side of it you're on, there's, yeah. I'm, this will, this will tip my hand here, there's more pain than there needs to be. Yes. Let's just say it that there, way. There absolutely is. My, my mom, uh, Cindy's mom, they are heartbroken over this. Just, I, I feel terrible for them. They are mm-hmm. absolutely crushed. But they must do it. But they must do it. Wow. And see, when you get into it, they everybody's got other family, right? Like I've got a sister that's still there. So, and I've got my daughter who's still there. My mom can't do anything but this, or she's betraying Damn. my daughter. My yeah, my her my sister that's still there. She, and and my daughter is married. She her husband has a family. Right. So they now, you know, they in their mind, we made the choice to we chose Andrew over them, and so in their minds, that's what they would be doing. They would be choosing you over Cindy the other family, over the other family, and then that causes the next, you know, the next family. It just never ends. It, wow, it's, it's like a, dom- a series of dominoes, and it is one knocks the next one over. Now, where does that then? Where's that feeling of, I don't know, betrayal come from? You know, I mean, what is it that's that that first domino in motion that said anybody who steps away is, yeah. you know, betraying? Right, right. I think um, one of the verses that I've heard some people use recently is out of First John, where they talk about um, uh, what does that? How does that read? If uh, if they, I'm in a different one here. Yeah, here it is. Um, you know, where was it? Oh yeah, they went. They went out from us. It starts in verse 19. Mm. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. Okay. So, I think. That would have been a, a text that I would have 
just grabbed just just that, nothing above it or below it, and just said, sounds I can like, apply this. That sounds this. like this situation. Yeah, okay. I can apply this, and I can feel like I'm going by the Bible by doing this. And um, mm. I never could quite completely convince myself of that, but that would be... What I that would be one that I would have used saying that they're not of okay. us. Well, that or does they would have that does sound like it then. I mean, yeah. it sounds like okay. Yeah, they're right then for that. Right. Is that uh, you don't see it that way apparently? I, I now it, it does sound that way. Yeah, but when I think you have to, I think you have to define who us is in this scripture that they're writing because anybody. Anybody could take that piece like I was and and apply it to their well, that's true if you don't decide country club or their who us is it could be yeah you know, uh, antique car club yeah. anybody that leaves us and goes with those Corvette guys or whatever they're right not of us yeah okay so I guess you could yeah so it and you know if you go above the and and earlier in this same verses up in verse three. Uh, John writes, and by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. So there is a way that we can know if we are the us that, that the Bible is talking about here. But it's not, going to be, it's not going to be a single congregation of people in Oregon City or anywhere else for that matter. It, this is not something that one congregation can take and apply. Well, well, I mean, you, you, this is First John 2. You mentioned um, that he talks about how you might know, mm-hmm. but he also said that he said that Jesus is the propitiation for our sins and not ours only, but also the sins of the whole world. <laughs> I mean, that makes the, the us pretty large there. Yeah. And the us has to do, again, with the worldwide church who has been affected by uh, propitiation simply means that God's wrath has been satisfied. He's no longer angry at you for your sin. Right. And those who have, you know, trusted Jesus can say that. He's, you know, my sin has been, the wrath of God against my sin has been taken care of. And they can say that around the world. Okay, that's what this tells us there. Right. And so the us is a kind of a worldwide association of people who um, who believe in Jesus and love Jesus and are um, yeah well that's interesting and and then down a little bit further it can kind of tell you how you're not part of that us how you can know if you're not part of that too in verse 9 it says whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness so when I think about oh. when I think about this division that we have that we create because we think we need to, how am I how am I behaving in any Christ like manner by treating Cindy's dad the way I did for twenty seven years? You know, yeah. I I feel like that's I was claiming to be in the light, but I was horribly mistreating her dad. So I mean I I can I can take that and apply it and say now now what? Am I am I part of us or am I not part of us and now Oh which is it kind of interesting. So you're you're saying that the the 
aspect of hate, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if we hate uh, um, others, if and if you're saying if I treat somebody like I hate them, how am I part of us then? Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, that's, wow. And so it's. I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is you can't just take, you can't just take a single verse, and say, this justifies me ignoring all the rest of how Jesus teaches us to treat people mm. and say, I'm okay to do this. When, when the truth is, if, if I'm honest with myself, the only reason I did it was because I was holding on to the traditions that we had been taught. I was doing it because other people had done it. Well, and you saw the other dominoes had fall. Yeah. I mean, domino, 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 and you yeah. didn't want to have to deal with that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh, oh, Mark. So you you have this, it, and it's such. You said it earlier. It's such an unnecessary pain. It, there's pain mm. there that there doesn't need to be. And um, I I want to bring up just the one one of the songs again that we sang was, okay. "What a friend we have in Jesus." Um, the first line is is that "What a friend we have in Jesus." All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. So I just think that, that we, are, we are giving up a peace that we can have. We're giving up, uh, we're, we're enduring needless pain, but not not just the people who have been rejected, the people that are doing the rejecting. Right, right. It's, it's horribly painful for everybody involved, and it's completely needless. And, mm. and I, that advice of uh, carry everything to God in prayer, it, if we just go to Jesus with this, if we just trust in Jesus for our salvation, for um, how to live, if we trust in the Bible instead of the tradition, these the traditions that that I hung on to so strongly are the things that are. That's what was causing this needless pain. Well, some of it, it too, would be, you know, go to Jesus with the people that you're concerned about that have left or that are you know walking away or whatever. Yeah. Maybe trust God with them mm-hmm. and trust. God, with those other dominoes, you were afraid are going to fall, and just say, you know what? Um, take let's take that to the Lord in prayer. We may not have the needless pain, right? Right. Mm. Yeah. So it's um, like I said, it's it's hard to talk about, but it was something that, um, as horribly painful as it was to go through, we can look back now and see that even those horrible things that happened, God still used those um, those things that happened to open other people's eyes mm-hmm. or to to help even even to give us the strength to to actually leave because we were still scared we were still fearful and and weak and and didn't know about all those dominoes we we had to hear that no you won't be able to be part of our life um, to be able to say, well, what are we doing here then? You know, mm-hmm. that, that was like um, 
one person said this was this was God breaking the last chain that we weren't strong enough to break. We mm. we couldn't willingly walk away from family. Well, you wouldn't. No, right. We, we didn't see the need to, but right. we knew that was a, a a reality that we were facing. Mm-hmm. So, and and other people saw that too, and other people saw that um, if if that's the way we do things here. We don't want to be part of it anymore. And right. and in the in the following months, there were people that God was already bringing to truth. They they had either come to faith or were coming to faith, and this was just another thing that needed to happen for them to see. Yeah, we this can't be right. This can't be right. Yeah, and oh. so it it was. And then and then all those people suffered the same things, the same separation right. from family that we did. And. And the people who are still at followers are missing family members that they yeah. can't can't be around anymore. And yeah, it's the same on both sides. I mean, the yeah. thing the the Thanksgiving table or the Christmas table is yeah. incomplete and both in and out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. I mean, it's it's sad for me to hear you relay it. It's sad, <laughs> you know. It's sad for me to watch it happen and. You know, I mean, I'm thankful I haven't had that kind of a experience, but it's um, the the prospect that it could be otherwise. I think that's a thing that that makes me it doesn't make me crazy, but it makes me like just wish it doesn't have to be that way. It could be different than that, and if we can get there, that would be that would be so great. It. It would, yeah. I mean, easy for me to say. You'd probably say more so, but well, and you don't know, you don't know what to do to help it happen. And it, and it is back to that. Take it to the Lord in prayer. You know, mm-hmm. it, everything is um, just praying that um, God reveals to more people that uh, through His Spirit, that it is His Word that is the ultimate authority and not any tradition that um, that says something other than what the Bible tells mm-hmm. you. And I've talked to my mom about this and, and just came right out and said, Mom, this doesn't have to be this way. You know, our door's always open, which they know that. They, mm-hmm. and, um, and just show me, show me in the Bible why we have to do this. And I've, she's not the only one. I've had multiple t- people tell me, I can't. Right. But mm. we're doing it anyway. And so it's just, yeah, it's just needless pain that we're right. bearing. Right, right. Oh. But, um, I think, though, just to, so this whole episode isn't just a complete downer, we'll um, talk about... Uh, the difference that we saw right away uh, from, because what really this rejection is, um, it's conditional love. It's we will, we will love you Ooh. again and you can be part of our life again if you come back to followers. Okay. So there's these conditions. Um, if you do these things, then we can be family. And I just want anyone who is still there and is are having some of these same questions I had or thoughts that I had or maybe know that they're not in the right place, but they're, they're at that point where we were where you're scared to lose family and do the next thing. 
I I just want them to know about the unconditional love that mm-hmm. you find um, in the church that we go to and the church that friends of mine go to, just in the Christian world, that the the unconditional love that you find is is something that we were just told was non-existent. Like everything outside of there was oh, interesting. evil. You know, they're they're just trying to deceive you and all that stuff. But uh, it is. It is amazing to have people just love you when they don't even know that much about you other than they know they know you love Jesus. They mm-hmm. know you're here to worship the Lord with them and that's enough for them to invite you over to their house for dinner or mm-hmm. just it it's just not what we were told it was and I just think that's important oh. for people to hear if they are thinking about um not wanting to be part of that rejection anymore because I it, it feels so good to um, I mean to go 27 years later I, I had some doubts about oh, what right. Cindy's dad how that reaction was going to be and couldn't have been more loving couldn't mm. have been more kind um, just it was kind of the like the prodigal son story where the father goes running to we mm. I mean, we—I don't think we even knocked on the door. He was out in the driveway waiting for, you know, coming wow. out as yeah. we got there. So, um, it's yeah, it just doesn't the the rejection and that separation. It just doesn't have to to be there. The Bible does not call for it. In fact, it calls for the opposite. And mm. um, Jesus' teaching is all about love and well, and the love that that He gave. I mean, yeah. you, you were reading, I think, from First John 2 and First John 3, it says, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. Yeah. Um, and so it was just that simple, that that's in the, the reason that there should be unconditional love like that, love yeah. apart from what you have to earn, is because... Um, God the Father has given that kind of love to us by giving us His Son. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, too, it's probably worth saying um, that you know our door is always open, and that that um, that that's to anyone. And and I don't have any condition that they have to leave followers to be part mm-hmm. of my life. Uh, nobody, um, if they still want to attend church there, that. That's not a condition that would stop me from being friends or family with someone. Okay. And so I, I just, I think that's worth thinking about because I, as I was reading this, you know, I had about a mm. year where my brother had left and some other friends had left and I was still there and I, I was a believer and I knew what I was doing was wrong. Mm. And, and I was trying to, to read, and I was, I was finding more scripture that was saying uh, they have more they have more of a right to not want to be with me than I do oh. for them. And I, I, I was, you know, reading some of those things in John. Be, this is how we know we are of him is we keep his commandments mm-hmm. and things like that. So I had this guilt on one side that I wasn't being obedient. I wasn't doing the things I needed to do. And then I was still saying, no, I can't be around that person because they've left followers. And so it was just this, it's a horrible place to be in when Mm. you find yourself. I just felt like a hypocrite, and 
a coward, and it's it's so um, great that Jesus is so forgiving and so patient mm-hmm. that um, that I could reject my father-in-law for 27 years and not only be forgiven of that sin because of Jesus, but be forgiven by my father-in-law too. Wow. Just it's such a an amazing thing and I, and I just want people to know that if that it doesn't matter how long you've been separated from someone that that reconciliation will be amazing and mm-hmm. I just I just hope that um, that the Lord will do that soon is right what I hope for everybody yeah but, and the needless pain that we bear hopefully won't last won't last long yeah yeah so Well, hopefully this has been helpful. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at comments at onerightchurch.com. And for more information, you can visit our website, www.onerightchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.